Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you again for joining us. I want to read a, um, a snippet of a sermon by a man of God. His name is S.M. Lockridge, and it's called That's My King. Do you know him? We're going to talk today about our king, the one and only King Jesus. The Bible says my king is a seven-way king. He's the king of the Jews. That's a racial king. He's the king of Israel. That's a national king. He's the king of righteousness. He's the king of the ages. He's the king of heaven. He's the king of glory. He's the king of kings. And he's the Lord of lords. That's my king. David said, The heavens declare the the glory of God, and the firmament shows his handiwork. My king is a sovereign king. No means of measure can define his limitless love. No far-seeing telescope can bring into visibility the coastline of his shoreless supply. No barrier can hinder him from pouring out his blessings. He's enduringly strong. He's entirely sincere. He's eternally steadfast. He's immortally graceful. He's imperially powerful. He's impartially merciful. Do you know him? He's the greatest phenomenon that ever crossed the horizon of this world. He's God's son. He's a sinner's savior. He's the centerpiece of civilization. He stands in the solitude of himself. He's awesome. He's unique. He's unparalleled. He's unprecedented. He's the loftiest idea in literature. He's the highest personality in philosophy. He's the supreme problem in higher criticism. He's the fundamental doctrine of true theology. He's the cardinal necessity of spiritual religion. He's the miracle of the age. He's the superlative of everything good that you choose to call him. He's the only one qualified to be an all-sufficient savior. I wonder if you know him today. He supplies strength for the weak. He's available for the tempted and the tried. He sympathizes and he saves. He strengthens and sustains. He guards and he guides. He heals the sick. He cleanses lepers. He forgives sinners. He discharges debtors. He delivers captives. He defends the feeble. He blesses the young. He serves the unfortunate. He regards the aged. He rewards the diligent. And he beautifies the meek. I wonder if you know him. Well, my king is the king. He's the key to knowledge. He's the wellspring of wisdom. He's the doorway of deliverance. He's the pathway of peace. He's the roadway of righteousness. He's the highway of holiness. He's the gateway of glory. Do you know him? Well, his office is manifold. His promise is sure. His light is matchless. His goodness is limitless. His mercy is everlasting. His love never changes. His word is enough. His grace is sufficient. His reign is righteous. And his yoke is easy. And his burden is light. I wish I could describe him to you, but he's indescribable. He's incomprehensible. He's invincible. He's irresistible. Well, you can't get him out of your mind, and you can't get him off of your hand. You can't outlive him, and you can't live without him. The Pharisees couldn't stand him, but they found out they couldn't stop him. Pilate couldn't find any fault in him. The witnesses couldn't get their testimonies to agree. Herod couldn't kill him. Death couldn't handle him, and the grave couldn't hold him. Yeah, that's my king. Father, yours is the glory and the power and the glory 
forever and ever and ever and ever. How long is that? And when you get through with all the forevers, then amen and amen. That was written many years ago, but I'm reminded of how the gospel is a person. The joy to the world, the Lord has come, is a person. Salvation isn't just an escape from eternal damnation. Salvation is a person, and his name is Jesus. And so for us, as we set our eyes on Jesus, the Bible calls him many things. If you start looking at the names of Jesus, he's the bread of life. He is the way. He is the truth. He is the life. The Bible says the law came through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. The Bible calls him the faithful witness and the first begotten from the dead. And then he commands us to heal the sick, to cleanse the lepers, to raise the dead, and to cast out devils. He's the, uh, he's the one who gives grace. He's the one who gives mercy. He's the reconciler to the Father. 2 Corinthians 5.18 says, And all things are of God, who has reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ, and has given to us the, him, and has given to us the ministry of reconciliation. 1 Corinthians 1.30 says, But of him are you in Christ Jesus, who of God has made unto us wisdom. Every time you pray and ask God to give you wisdom, he gives you more knowledge of Jesus Christ. He is righteousness. When you stand before God, you, you stand wearing the personal righteousness of Jesus Christ. He's sanctification. That means he cleans you from the inside out. Your spirit was sanctified at salvation, but your mind and your body are being sanctified for the king. And he's redemption. That means he's the complete turnaround. He takes the dirty and makes it pure. He takes the unworthy and makes it worthy. He takes the profane and makes it holy. He is redemption. The Bible says that he's the message. Paul said, we preach not ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord and ourselves your servants for Jesus' sake. Luke 3.16 says, John answered, saying unto them all, I indeed baptize you with water, but one mightier that I comes, the latchet of whose shoes I'm not worthy to unloose. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Jesus is the baptizer in the Holy Ghost and fire. He's the one who equips us for service. Who's the one who, he's the one who gave us the one who leads us. He gave us the comforter. He gave us the intercessor. He gave us the standby. The Bible says that Jesus ever lives to make intercession for us. That means there's a prayer meeting in heaven that's going on for your sake at all times. Jesus heads up that prayer meeting. The Bible says that he's the daysman between us and he lays his hand, one on us, one on God. I was speaking sinner. God is speaking righteous, and Jesus made me righteous, and he's the one who, who stands in the gap. The Catholic Church says the Pope has to go between the two of you, but now it's that Jesus came so that no man has to go to God for me. I'm not looking for someone to put in a good word with the big man upstairs. I look for Jesus, and through Jesus I talk to the Father. The Bible says, come boldly to the throne of grace, that you may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Jesus is the reason that I have boldness before the Father. The Bible says that Jesus is the author and finisher of our faith. For the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. He despised the shame and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. He's the author of my faith and he's the answer to all my prayers. The Bible says for all the promises of God in him are yes and in him amen to the glory of God through us. The Bible says he's the the. Uh, first begotten of the dead, firstborn of the brethren. That means Jesus is my older brother. He's the lion of the tribe of Judah. A, a brother to a lion is a lion. 
God is the one who made me a lion through Jesus Christ. The Bible says, and from Jesus, who's the faithful witness and the firstborn of the dead and the prince of the kings of the earth. When the kings of the earth get together, he is the king of kings. They call Jesus king. When the lords of the earth get together, they call Jesus Lord. He is the Lord of lords. His name is the most powerful name. Demons tremble at it. Nature obeys it. Sickness disappears at the mention of it. He has the most powerful name. Disease dries up at the name, depression is dispelled at the name, and pasts are removed by the name. Yokes are destroyed by the name, and it's the only name under heaven and earth, given under heaven given to men by which we must be saved. I'm in him, I'm found in him, so Jesus is my eternal home. Even now, before I go back to heaven, the Bible says that he's the that uh, Jesus said, I go to prepare a place for you in John 14. Even before then, Jesus is the architect of my heavenly home, but even in now, I live in him. The Bible says, he that dwells in the secret place of the Most High. The secret place is in him. The Bible says, in him we live and move and have our being. Where do you live? Yeah, some may say I live in the Tampa area, but I live in him. I'm seated together in Christ in heavenly places. I'm not sitting next to Christ. I'm sitting in Christ. When God looks at Jesus, the kindness he shows to Jesus, he shows to me because I'm in him. I'm in him, but also he's in me. He's Christ in me, the hope of glory. He's the great mystery. He's, he's, what, the prophets, he's what the prophets spoke of. He's from the book of Genesis all the way to the book of Malachi. In the book of Genesis, he was the one who, the, he was the, the seed of Eve that would crush the head of the serpent. He's the one who came to bring the fathers back to the children and the mothers back to the daughters. He's the eternal judge, but he's the world's savior. He's the king of kings, and he is the Lord of lords. He's our message. He's wisdom. He's sanctification. He's my righteousness, and he's redemption. He's our hope. He's the answer of all of our prayers, and he's the object of our love, and he's the reason we call ourselves Christian. We're not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. We're the ones who who bear his name. And even as the Bible tells us, bear, uh, bear tribulation, bear uh, persecution on behalf of his name. I'm telling you it's good to be called a Christian because there'll be a day that we stand before God and we'll hear, well done, good and faithful servant. Jesus told us that the Father himself loves us. Why? Because we love Jesus and believe that he came out from the Father. As Christians, let us fix our eyes, as the book of Hebrews says, Let us fix our eyes on him who is the express image of the Father. Jesus said, Philip, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Have you wondered what would Jesus be like? What would the Father be like? I wonder what the Father would be like. I see Jesus, but I wonder what the Father's personality is. Well, if you've seen Jesus, you've seen the Father. The Bible says to, as we uh, fix our eyes on him who is the direct image of the Father, Hebrews 4.15 says, We do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are, yet without sin. He's the great high priest. That means he's taken his own blood and set it down on the mercy seat so that we can be reconciled to the Father. He's provided the eternal sacrifice. He's the one who administered it, and now he's set down because the work is finished. When he said, it is finished, that was the birthplace of our relationship with the Father. 
And he's our great hope. He's the one we look forward to. He's the reason we say no to things on this earth. He's the reason we, we spend time in the word on this earth. He's the, one we're hold, we're, he's the one we're holding out for and we're aiming our life towards. He's the one we aim to please. And he's the one who came to please the Father. He's the greatest human that's ever walked the earth. He is the way. He is the truth. He is the life. And no man comes to the Father but by him. The Bible says that on that day, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. The truth is whether they want to or not, everyone will say that Jesus Christ is Lord. But the privilege is ours now to bend our knee now and to say, Jesus, you are Lord of my life. Do what you want to do. Take this clay and mold it. Take this life and use it. Lord, take this sin and forgive it. Lord, take this past and wash it. Lord, I belong to you. Remember, Christianity is not a program. It's not a set of rules. It's not something to do with your time. It's not just a ticket out of hell. It's a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. They asked him, they said, Jesus, what must we do to work the works of the Father, to work the works of God? And he said, believe on him who he has sent. We believe on him. We've confessed him and we've made up our mind. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. That's my king.